Good morning. As you may and probably should know, the county government is in the middle of rewriting its comprehensive plan. The Loudoun County Farm Bureau has looked at it, and they've decided they need to be involved. For Thursday, September 27th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rens Green. The Loudoun County Farm Bureau has taken a look at Envision Loudoun, which is the county government's project to rewrite the county comprehensive plan. And they have seen a project that, in their words, will have a significant impact and ability for agriculture to prosper. The county government is in a years-long project in Vision Loudon to update its comprehensive plan with far-reaching impacts for the county's growth and future. It's a process that has drawn close scrutiny from conservation and agriculture interests who worry it's an opportunity to open up the West to development. And so the Loudon Farm Bureau has vowed to take the lead advocating for rural business. At the Farm Bureau's annual meeting last week, Farm Bureau President Chris Van Vlack told his members without them, the Bureau's work to be the voice of Loudoun agriculture could fall on deaf ears. He has said the county must protect a critical mass of agricultural land to keep Loudoun's rural economy afloat. And he said the situation is critical, with residential development picking back up over the last several years. The Loudoun Farm Bureau membership voted to take a leadership role to put together policy guidelines representing agriculture in Loudoun. They also passed resolutions in support of a few other possible county programs. One was Supervisor Tony Buffington's proposed Conservation Easement Assistance Program, which would use county funding to help defray the cost to landowners of putting their land into conservation easements. Once land is in a conservation easement, it is protected from development. Another was a transfer of development rights program in which rural landowners could sell their development rights. That would give them a way to make money off of the development potential of the land, and it would prevent development on that land once those rights are sold. Instead, the added development would go to whoever bought it, ideally someone in a more urban or suburban setting. And a third is actually already on the books, a purchase of development rights program. The county could use its own money to buy development rights on land itself and prevent development there. This exists in Loudoun, but is unfunded. Van Vlack said Clark, Frederick, Fauquier, Stafford, Spotsylvania, Culpeper, Montgomery, and soon Prince William counties all have some sort of transfer or purchase of development rights program. They're matching funds available from the state that the county is leaving on the table. Finally, the Farm Bureau suggested providing more agriculture-focused education in Loudoun County public schools like Livestock Animal Sciences or Agricultural Business Courses. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, you know that big chunk of land that Microsoft just bought outside Leesburg? Well, the Leesburg Town Council voted Tuesday night to annex 517 acres into town, including the 332 acres Microsoft just bought. 
Previous town councils have talked for decades about the idea of annexing more land, particularly in commercial areas as opposed to residential areas. It's much to do with your tax base. But until now, none had taken formal steps. This council started talking about it a few weeks ago, and Tuesday was a unanimous vote. Council members have said that they were unaware of Microsoft's plans to buy the property and that the decision was not motivated by that deal. A voluntary boundary line adjustment, such as the one they just voted on, between the county and town requires the cooperation of the Board of Supervisors and approval by the circuit court. And while jurisdictions often coordinate before taking official steps toward this kind of decision, apparently the first time anyone at the county heard about this idea was when we reported on the meeting earlier this month. Anyway, this now goes to the Board of Supervisors. But that was not the only thing the Leesburg Town Council did at that meeting. Oh no, the Leesburg Town Council has also voted to renew the Loudon Museum's lease on its property downtown. The town owns the three buildings where it dwells the museum and rents them to the museum for a dollar a year. They've been doing this for decades. This renewal comes despite the troubles the museum's been having lately. It's been trying to bring in more visitors and more money for years, and since the new board of trustees was installed in January, they fired the museum's executive director, the rest of the staff have resigned, and the museum's been closed indefinitely. County supervisors have also agreed to keep sending the museum $156,000 a year contingent on certain benchmarks. Leesburg Town Manager Kai Dentler had previously recommended also writing performance standards into the town's lease, but the council majority opposed that. In fact, the previous lease had required that the museum be open at least 46 hours a week, but the museum rarely met that goal. The council voted 5-2 with Vice Mayor Suzanne Fox and Councilman Josh Thiel opposed. Thiel made an unsuccessful push to require the museum board to reach out to the town's Economic Development Department or Economic Development Commission when they have problems. In fact, they still need to approve a final draft of this lease that will come back to them for another vote. And just for a bit of fun, in the town of Percival, the job of town attorney is described one way in the town charter, which is written by the state, and another way in the town code, which is written by the town. According to the state, town attorney Sally Hankins answers to town manager David McCarsky. While it doesn't mention the town attorney specifically, it says that all officers and employees of the municipality shall be appointed and may be removed by the manager. And since she was hired in 2012, Hankins has indeed been reporting to whoever the town manager was at the time. They've had a few in that time. Virginia is a Dillon rule state, which basically means that localities only have those powers specifically enumerated by the state. The only people who can change the Percival Town Charter, which governs what Percival can do, are the State General Assembly. But Town Code says she, Hankins, reports to the Town Council. In fact, it says, quote, The Town Attorney shall be appointed by the Town Council and shall serve at the pleasure of the Council. And this is not unusual. For example, a county attorney, Leo Rogers, reports directly to the Board of Supervisors. It's pretty common. The only county officers the Board hires directly are the County Administrator and the County Attorney. Anyway, the town council appears to be leaning toward trying to get the town charter to match the town code, putting the town attorney under the town council. And town is one of those words that if you say it enough, it starts to sound weird. In fact, the council discussed going even further than that, also putting the zoning administrator, finance director, and town clerk positions directly under the council. That would be very unusual indeed, and Hankins cautioned it could make those positions very susceptible to political pressure. Anyway, they haven't made any decision yet. They'll take this up again at another meeting. If they want to get the town charter amended to match the town code, i.e. get the town attorney to report directly to the town council, they'll have to hold a public hearing and find a state delegate or senator to sponsor a bill before the end of the year. Our reporter on this story remarked yesterday afternoon that it's so simple, but it's so complicated. 
Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. And while you're there, check out our stories about brews with views. Bear Chase Brewing and Harper's Ferry Brewing are both open and both have good beer in spectacularly beautiful places. It's all at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loud and Calendar, Twin Pansy Brewing Company in Sterling is hosting bingo to benefit the Humane Society of Loudoun County. It's from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. tonight. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, meet me over at one of those new breweries to take in the beer, take in the view, and tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.